Hi, this is Bill Arnold. Missed a show or need me talking to help you sleep tonight? I have several solutions to that situation. Here are the podcasts from the show. You are the best for listening and supporting Faith Radio. afternoons with me. I'm Bill Arnold. I've got Dr. Marcus Bachman in for the whole hour, so that means you can send questions. We're going to talk today a little bit about, I sent him like three topics, and he said, yes. (laughs) I think he said yes. We're going to have to find out if he said yes. Anyway, he... I I read the first one. Yes. Oh, good, good. So we'll start there. And you can go to counselingcare.us to learn about Marcus and his amazing staff. And if you are listening in Vermont or Massachusetts or Texas, you can always uh, contact counselingcare.us and connect with Marcus or one of his amazing staff members online. You do that a lot, don't you, Marcus, the Zoom stuff? Yes, we have a nice hybrid of seeing people in person with or without masks, depends on how they choose. Yeah. And, yes, yeah. on the phone, on Zoom calls, yeah, like yeah, yeah. HIPAA compliance, so it works very well. Nice. So one of the things I sent over was in Isaiah 61, it says, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. I have a feeling there's a lot of people with brokenheartedness out there. And what is... Uh, how do we get those heart, those broken hearts mended? I, I wish I asked you a better question. Me to answer that. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's a conversation starter. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yes, it's there's a to lot get, to it. I know there is. We need to understand what what that means, and and I would actually love to hear your listeners yes. call in and answer the call. question: How have they? How have you overcome? Uh, a broken heart. Ooh, great question. So Those that have had uh, have worked through a, a broken heartedness issue, how have they? Okay, how have you overcome a broken heart issue? Send me the text eight seven seven nine three three two four eight four, or if you have a question, you can send it to eight seven seven nine three three two four eight four. How have you overcome a broken heart? You can, of course, remain anonymous. Of course. So. As we wait for these texts to come in, um, let's talk about brokenheartedness, because for some people, it lasts their whole lifetime. You know, if if someone loves so deeply and so intimately a loved one, then it does take, I mean, you know, we we will obviously, if God does a miraculous work and he's uh, healing a broken heart that quickly and and, and spontaneously, we thank God. But typically the process is... It is just that. It's a process. It takes time. And for some, it will take a lifetime. We don't like to admit that. Right. But there are ways that we can aid, assist, encourage uh, healing. And uh, But there may always be this, this uh, yearning for uh, that which we loved greatly. 
would be still in our hearts to have some sorrow and grief over. Because mm-hmm. it's not a matter of if your heart will get broken, but what happens when it does. That's right. Yeah. And it happens to all of us. And it doesn't, there are, there are different ways that a, a heart can be broken. It doesn't always mean a loved one, but usually it, it's, it's attached to that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we could talk about maybe some different ways that uh, uh, whether it's a failed relationship or um, something very serious in our life that we were not expecting and took us by complete surprise. And even for those that have had a, a parent who we have loved a lifetime and it was t- we knew it was time for them to go to say goodbye is, 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 can be very difficult and can take away uh, a part of our, our whole sense of having a broken heart. Maybe you didn't have resolve, though, at the end, and that's what's causing the brokenheartedness. And what I also hear, Marcus, is there's plenty of people who have a estranged relationship from their kids and then in turn their grandkids. Yeah, so there's all, there's there's all these missed opportunities. The you know everything from not being able to uh, be at the basketball games and the graduations and the birthday parties and sending them gifts and and the whole sense of being attached and not having that because of a broken relationship for a number of different reasons. Uh, it it is it is a very grievous situation for many for many people. Mm-hmm. If you have overcome a broken heart, how did you do it? We'd love to hear from you. You will, of course, remain anonymous if you like, 877-933-2484. I'm pretty sure your testimony will be a great source of encouragement to many. So again, uh, 877-933-2484. God does want to bind up the brokenhearted, and he does care deeply about uh, our broken hearts, and he wants uh, us to journey through these broken hearts with him, first and foremost. Now you say something wise. (laughs) You're shuffling your papers. I I I tried to catch you off guard. (laughs) I thought for sure you were kind of coming to a... A uh, point, but I'm not. A a, a commercial break here or something. No, I can, but it's five minutes early. No. (laughs) Well, I want to first and foremost say that, yes, of, of... the the main the main message, um, you know, no one can heal a broken heart like Jesus heals a broken heart, Amen. and uh, we can do psychoanalysis and we can do medication management, we can write a letter and and express our anger, our sorrow, our grief. We can rip it up and throw it in the fire. We can do um, you know weekends away of of trying to have spa weekends to get away from our grief and our sadness about a broken heart. But the truth is, and all of those things, you know, not to say that we shouldn't be doing some of those things or assist with some of those things, but nothing, nothing cleans and heals uh like Jesus heals in our life of a broken heart. So that's first and foremost, Bill. So we have to go to him. We have to say, look, here is my broken heart. I'm coming to you with it. I think we also have to give him all the pieces. If we don't know what is involved in the pieces of our broken heart, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we just uh, really come confused. Not that Jesus can't take the confusion and make it straight. And sometimes that's where uh, I'll give my plug for uh, a quality counselor can help 
navigate and understand and take the the layers apart so that we can understand what are those pieces. Because in order to heal, we have to understand what are we being healed from. And unless that's understood for truth uh, in our lives, that that really did affect us. The fact that our father, our mother, hurt, neglected, abandoned, the fact that those relation that relationship that we have that ended abruptly without any explanation, the fact that that which was due me or we believed was supposed to happen in the normal way of life and didn't happen, well, there has to be an understanding of how did that affect me as a person, and I have to re- re- release that understand it and release it so that Jesus can heal that. Mm -hmm. What happens to the heart when there's a little trauma involved? Does the heart break or is the heart scarred or wounded or is there a difference? Yeah, often we insulate ourselves. Or Bill, great question. That is a very good question, Bill. That was good. You're not saying that, so I figured I should say it. I'm sorry. I'm not affirming you enough today. I can tell I'm missing the mark, Bill. That's okay. You're a good man. You got plenty of time left. Good. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I'm writing a note to myself. Affirm Bill strongly. Okay. Uh, No, I'm sorry. What was that? Uh, The the question is when a little trauma comes in life. When it happens, yes. No, when a little trauma comes in, uh, can the trauma break a heart or can it wound it or scar it? Is there a difference uh, as to how trauma will impact a heart. I think we can insulate. Uh, we, some people isolate themselves away from people and, and situations of vulnerability. They don't want to be vulnerable again because they've been damaged. They've been hurt. Ouch. And yes, so they, they, they stay away. Others will say, um, you know, I, I'm not going to trust for quite some time. And so they, they pad themselves with a protectiveness mm-hmm. that doesn't help it just uh, numbs them. And then there are some, as you're well aware of in, in your other ministry with the those that um, use uh, substance abuse and mm-hmm. alcohol to numb the pain of, of a broken heart of those that have, have hurt them. Uh, so there's a lot of ways that the, the heart uh, doesn't necessarily do this in a healthy way, but it does, um, you know, we... We, we do protect ourselves. I, I, I won't say that's entirely unhealthy because, you know what, if we've learned a lesson that we need to guard our heart from being broken from people who are boundary crossers, who are, are harmful in our life, well, then we become more wise and we're, we're safeguarding ourselves from that situation again. Mm-hmm. But we can overdo it. We can over-safeguard. We can over-protect so that we don't open our vulnerabilities up again. There's a balance in that. Mm-hmm. Marcus, when you isolate or withdraw, aren't you kind of just putting your life on hold or on pause? If there's been trauma, I don't blame someone to uh, be on hold for a while. Sure. Because, um, you know, the... Just because the funeral happened on Monday, I'm not ready on Tuesday to do of life just the way it was. Of course not. So, so I don't necessarily say it has to be. Uh, it, yes, people do, you know, have a hold on their life, and and that's unfortunate. But um, I, I I would say with grace and wisdom, right counsel, and asking enough questions. Uh, 
people can understand uh, better ways of how to heal and move through uh, a heart that's been broken. Mm-hmm. Feels like we jumped into the death of a loved one where no one who is being uh, kind in any way would suggest you get back to a normal life a couple of days after the funeral. Um, I guess I was thinking more along the lines of... Unless you're an employer. What does that mean? Well, you, you you know we got work to do. Oh yeah, get back point. to work. Yeah, good point. You know, I, 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 yes, in, in there is a. I, I just interrupted you, Bill. I'm That's sorry, okay. but there there there's a uh, sense of of course in a relationship we should understand that that person needs some time. Of course, uh, but in the in the working world of employment, I don't know that we're given too much. No, that's true. Yeah. That's true. If you've overcome a heartbreak, I'd love to know how you did it, yeah. and we'd love to share that story. I know it would be encouraging to all listeners. 877-933-2484. I will, you can remain anonymous, of course. Or if it would be easier for you to just uh, send me an email, it's bill at myfaithradio.com. Dr. Marcus Bachman is my guest. You can always head to counselingcare.us. Counselingcare.us is his website. You can see his good-looking picture and his amazing staff and uh, learn more about his, uh, his practice. Be right back. Welcome back to the show. Dr. Marcus Bachman is my guest. CounselingCare.us is his website. Um, Marcus, interesting, during the break, we were chatting about how the brokenheartedness can really originate in childhood difficulties and how you live out much of adult life as a result of some of those things that happened way back when. Now, I know there's some people that are going to say, oh, come on, get over it and grow up and move on, right? But uh, it's a barking dog, isn't it? Yeah, it would certainly be nice if we could just... Uh move that along really quickly. I am, as a therapist, um, I I shouldn't be surprised, Bill, but I I still am to hear people's story. And everyone's story is so important to be heard. That's first and foremost. Mm -hmm. And I think our story, you know, eventually needs to become his story. But in the meantime, our story relates so much to what happened to us in the formative years. Mm -hmm. And and I'm not trying to overdo that but again and again when i when i start to take away the layers and find out what was it that um they were told what was it they understood about their childhood and about their value and their worth i i'm i i don't want to get off in too much of a tangent but i i still strongly believe in children's ministries in church and Sunday school, Mm -hmm. and the reading of God's Word, and the affirming of children hearing over and over and over and over that Jesus loves them, that they have value and worth. And and if we can uh, emphasize that in their formative years... um, we're, we're, we have a much better chance of someone uh, coming whole into a relationship when they're ready for a serious relationship. Mm-hmm. We have so much more for that person to understand how to respond to the tragedies, the, the, the brokenheartedness issues of their life. Uh, but again, 
I, th- I think that we, it's, it's really important for us to hear the message of what was, uh, what was our message that we were given growing up in our formative years. And did we attach? Yeah. And if we did not attach, mm-hmm. well, that's another program, Bill. That's a whole other program. Yeah. yeah, we'll do that. I think I'd like to do that the next time we, That'd be I have good. you on because that's a big topic. I'll be ready for you. <laughs> that'd, that'd be nice. And I will actually affirm you, Bill. Thank you. For thank you. That was a very nice suggestion, Bill. That was a great suggestion. I agree. And I'll go with Dr. it, Doctor Bachman. Thank you. <laughs> and Bill, your hair is looking very thank nice so today. Thank you. Thank you so much. I, I'm using a new conditioner. Okay. Um, let's see. How? Here's a question from a listener. How do you get over 35 years? of sexual and emotional abuse. Then that spouse dies. And then you want to get married to a new spouse that feels you should just be able to forget it and get on with life. Oh. That's that's a Oh, my heart just heavy. goes out for oh. someone that like that and and Bill, you've you've in your show have always had such a compassion for people. I just want to I I truly am not saying this other than just to say the truth. You have affirmed people as they call in, as they text in, because you have a genuine care about people. And um, I just I just want to thank you, Bill, for how sensitive you are. But as we, as we hear of a person for 35 years who has endured sexual abuse, um, you know, you always wonder how did that happen and why did it happen and, and what are the repercussions? And of course, if you're married now to someone, they need to have genuine empathy and an understanding for that person. And if they don't, they need to most likely see someone as a counselor who can help explain the effects of sexual abuse in a person's life mm-hmm. um, and how best to respond. They, they need to have a... Um, a way of of having not only patience and a kindness, but truly an understanding of this isn't something you get over uh, by next week, next mm-hmm. month. Again, if God miraculously does a work, that's wonderful. Yeah. But it is typically a process, and we need to be sensitive to that. Yeah. Let me take another run at this. I, I hope I read the question correctly. But 35 years of sexual and, emo- and emotional abuse, then the spouse dies. And then the new spouse feels you should just be able to forget it and get on with life. So what do you say to that spouse? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank I, you. I, 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 I would just have to, you know, understand that a that, uh, spouse that thinks that this should happen, uh, get over it so quickly. I, I would say, why, why would that be um, when, when um, something so significant vulnerable in a person's life as their sexual identity, which has been um, uh, abused, uh, why why would that person be able to just, um, you know, not have to take the time that it would? Mm-hmm. Uh, vulnerability is sacred. Vulnerability is, is very real uh, and tender of, of our inmost part. It's not just a physical, it's an emotional and spiritual aspect that we will have uh, repercussions of. We may have difficulty with identity and a sense of, do I belong and who protects me? And, and, and now, if my new spouse is saying, come on, get over it, how is he or she protecting me? Mm-hmm. 
So the, the, the ramifications of, of ongoing hurt and pain in that person's life will just be evident by um, the impatience and the uh, misunderstanding and the assumption that, you know, what, what happened to you is not a big deal. Wow. So, so I, am I, am I kind of got complicating this now or is no, this? no, it's very clear. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and I, I'm not angry at that person, but I would just at least have a, a clear, strong message if I saw them in my office. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, I, I understand that, of course, wouldn't we like it to be over with? And, and yes, we understand that Jesus heals, but we also have to have the, the reverence and the honor of the, the sacredness of that person's vulnerability that was so tragically um, abused. Mm-hmm. That that deserves that deserves our 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 our, our patience and our time to mm. understand that. I mean, if, if you said you're not still hung up over that 35 years of sexual and emotional abuse thing, are you? Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. you'd, you'd be a monster to say that, wouldn't you? Well, uh, cer- that's not the right certainly, word, but... certainly uh, an ignorant okay. monster. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So let's, I, I want to be very it... gentle and nice. Yeah. I mean, obviously, people uh, are doing the best they can, right? Yeah, yeah, and and again, there there are people that just you know, uh, if you've never experienced that kind of loss, that kind of uh, trauma in your life, it sometimes it is hard to understand it. Mm-hmm. It's like those of us that have never had um, a migraine headache, you know, you know, well, well, well okay, come on, get over it. Let's right. let's let's move it on. Well, right. if you're vomiting and your your right. your head is splitting up, you know, uh, that's not a nice thing to say. Get over right. it. So. Yeah. Right. All right, uh, here's a uh, comment. I was told over and over that I didn't measure up to my brother. My brother died 25 years ago, no. and I still feel this way at times. And then an emoji with tears coming out of the emoji. Oh, oh 25 years yeah. of that. Wow. Well, you know, um, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take kind of a backdoor approach, Bill, on that. Uh, you know, I don't think any parent typically uh, would want to have their their daughter, um, have this, um, on their shoulders, um, the sense of I'm never good enough. And I compared myself to my brother who was either smarter or he was a chosen child or whatever. I, I don't think parents, um, are, uh, wake up in the morning and decide that's how they're going to damage their, their daughter. So, um, for whatever reason that happened. And so then we have to understand, um, so now, so now what do I do about that? And, um, I will, I will say again that of course they're going to have easy to have those thoughts. Well, I'm, I'm not as good as so-and-so and I, I, I don't measure up and, and those words are going to be easy to come by, mm-hmm. but I think that we have to, and it will take time. Uh, I, I I don't think that that it will necessarily uh, evaporate from our from our from our minds, but we will see victory as we understand God's word. I love that. We yeah. will we will have a sense of self as we proclaim who Christ is and what He says about us. Yeah. And the more that we proclaim God's word as truth in our life, the less the enemy's victories will happen. Mm-hmm. If you've had heartbreak and you've overcome it and you'd be willing to share your story briefly, let me know what that is, 877-933-2484, or you just have a general question uh, about this topic, 
You can also send it to the same number, 877-933-2484. Dr. Marcus Bachman is my guest. You can head to counselingcare.us. Be right back. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. Everybody deals with brokenheartedness throughout their life. And maybe you feel like that's never been healed. Maybe you've healed from a broken heart and you've moved on. If you've got a short story that you can tell, let me know what that is. We will, of course, let you remain anonymous, 877-933-248. Eight four. Dr. Marcus Bachman is my guest, and he is over at counselingcare.us. Counselingcare.us. Here's another comment that came in. Question, uh, Marcus: If someone finds themselves numbing the pain from a broken heart, what are some good first steps to come out of that? That's an excellent question. I, I, I think in some ways the the answer is, is within the word of if we're numbing, then we need to change that. Um, and we need to actually, as hard as it is, um, we have to feel the pain. And no one wants to do that. Mm-hmm. But there is a, um, uh, there's a value in being able to understand what is it that I hurt about? What is it that really is causing me to try to cover this up and, and numb it? Uh, yes, I need to understand how I'm numbing it, but why am I numbing it? And and often it comes down to this, I need to be loved. I want to be loved. I, I will hold off or cover the wound so that I won't be loved again. And what does that do? It just hurts us more. And, and then the whole sense of, have I forgiven this person? I can't tell you how essential, foundational, gigantic it is to help ourselves by forgiving. It, is, it has very little to do with the forgiveness of the other person that will help them. It helps us. Mm-hmm. And in so doing, we don't have to numb the pain. We are now becoming vulnerable again, but with a wisdom and a, a characteristic that says, I'll be careful to guard my heart, mm-hmm. but I will, because this is exactly what God has called us to, is to love again. Mm-hmm. All right, Marcus, how do you get over a parent telling you at 12 years old that they hate you? That um, was 41 years ago for me, and it still affects every relationship in my life. I don't trust people. And I don't believe that people could love me because a parent could not love me at 12 years old. I'm so sorry, dear listener. Oh, yeah. And I think the insight there is um, he or she is giving an answer of, look at how this is affecting you 41 years later. Look at how the fact that I can't, I'm not having a quality relationship with someone. And 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 then, you know, as we're peeling it away, um, like we're talking about, um, as much as that was wrong, as as hurtful as that was, intentional 
were not intentional. And sometimes we can hardly believe, well, how could it not be intentional by saying those words? But the bottom line is, does that person deserve forgiveness? Do I deserve to forgive that person? Do I need to? And I think we we have to answer the question, look at how much damage this continues uh, in our life. Look at how much I am paying a consequence. And and again, I'm I'm certainly not trying to make this into a one, two, three formula, but the foundation of I choose, I will choose to forgive that person. Uh, Bill, if I can take the opportunity to read a prayer. Please, I'll do. That I, I think is a choice for us, Go for ahead. those of us that have been wounded by having a broken heart. Uh, I'll read it uh, with uh, uh, emphasis that uh, they're giving in this um, devotional that I that I read today. Lord, you know exactly what happened and how it affected me. You see my pain. You see all injustice. In obedience to your word, I choose to forgive. And then giving the offender's name as an act of my will. I need your help. I don't feel like forgiving, but I'm willing to be made willing. I'll just repeat that again. I don't feel like forgiving, but I'm willing to be made willing. With you, all things are possible, Jesus. Please help me to forgive and release them. I commit them into your hands. Heal my heart, Lord. I thank you for your grace and your mercy. In Jesus' name, I ask these things. Amen. There's a choice there, Bill, of releasing of asking, even when I don't feel like forgiving, I need your help. There is a powerful, um, after 41 years of not being able to have a right relationship with someone else and how it affects them, I think there's a beginning that can happen to that person in the foundation of forgiveness. Understanding the hurt, not minimizing the hurt, understanding how it's affecting, and then making a choice to forgive. And there are a number of other things that we need to do in developing good relationships and safeguarding, but this is foundational. Mm -hmm. When my brother explained that he always felt stress and anxiety around our parents, even to his own age over 60, and until parents passed away and after counseling for himself, I am more understanding of the distance and lack of communication with one of my own children. I had given it to Christ to heal us both and to stop trying to force anything. Whoa. So <laughs> through that one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I so appreciate the vulnerability of your listeners and, and how they're willing to, uh, I, I assume, text and just share um, their story. And you you can just, again, you can you can uh, sense the pain and the, the tragedy of how um, how many years this has taken. Um, but I, you know, I believe that in, in cases with, um, uh, a family member that crosses lines, um, uh, 
you know, it's it's obviously best that parents teach boundaries. And if it's happening before the parents' eyes, then um, eventually, as an adult, you 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 learn what boundaries are to safeguard yourself against people who are are hurtful and damaging and and say wrong things. And um, and 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 sarcasm is not something that should just be left alone. It should be confronted. And I think that eventually. Um, we have to learn maybe there'll just always be a limited relationship with a family member and that has to be okay because not always will we have what the Waltons had. We will not have what, um, and that's too old of a TV show to, for mo- most people to remember. I'm sorry, um, but I'm 65 years old. Um, so, you know, the, the truth is we we may have just to have uh, decide that our relationship with that person is going to be very limited because I am worth safeguarding against the damage that that person can create in my life. Mm-hmm. Another listener said that many understand and know Romans eight twenty eight to be true, especially when on the when on the other side of the situation and deliverance has already come. So all things work out for good. I think you realize that more after you've gotten on the other side. Mm. Um, he said prior to that, many are shaken in times of difficulty with wavering faith, with eyes on circumstances and not on God's uh, per se. However, there is still this to consider. Ecclesiastes 3 says we still need to process and go through the circumstances accordingly. Mm. Only the individual and God know that season will end. Only when that time is fulfilled can the individual be restored and move on to the next season, per se. And that was something he learned after uh, going through something kind of in hindsight. Isn't that something about understanding God's ways and his wisdom for us in the process? We we rely on the Holy Spirit to lead and to guide us. And whether that is um, healing comes over a long period of time or if um, we need to safeguard ourselves and uh, have boundaries or um, there is, a, a, you know, a tremendous understanding that as, as we look back, and the older we get, <laughs> the longer we have years to to remember and understand God's truth in our life mm-hmm. uh, during the time. And that's why it's so important to have um, support and a mentor and people backing us up and giving us affirming words and creating for us a space that says, you know, um, I, I, I'm hearing your story. Tell me your story. I want to understand your story. And I want to walk alongside because because you have value and you have worth. And then reading God's word and understanding his word is to be true and taking his word seriously into our life as our sense of who we are, our sense of identity. That is such a foundation. And I'm Mm -hmm. probably going on a little bit too much there. No, I like when you talk. Um, Marcus, (laughs) you know that I'm still a little troubled by this poor listener that at age 12 learned... That mom hated her. Okay. Now, is that something you're inclined to keep secret? Do you put that in the vault and share that with nobody? Because that's just too harming to share with anybody. You know, the sense that... that just makes things worse. 
Yeah, the sense I have is um, sometimes people become too vulnerable by sharing it with too many people because the more you share that story, um, there, there's both sides to this, Bill. Uh, the more you sh- that becomes your identity. My identity is that my mother hated me. How, how would you like that as your label? That's a tough one. That's a tough yeah. one. And you do get empathy, which you should. But I think you really have to be wise about who do I share that story with? Mm-hmm. Someone who is, is, and it doesn't have to be, I'm not trying to sell business here. It doesn't have to be a trained professional counselor. But I, I think it can be shared with someone who has a sense of, um, you know, holding things in confidence and is empathetic to uh, uh, your story, uh, but will also encourage you to keep walking, to keep moving. Uh, it's it's not wise to stay stuck with the the label of I had a mother that hated me. I I think we have to give ourselves uh, a different father love, um, a parent love from God Himself. Who am I, and who are you? And you're my beloved, and I love you. And so there's no longer hate. And again and again and again, if I can say it, have I forgiven even for that person who said something they never should have said? Will it will it will it be a a a, a difficult uh, thing to go, get over? Of course it will be. Let's let's understand that. But at the same time, we 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 have to keep moving on here. Mm-hmm. Take a little break. Dr. Marcus Bachman is my guest. We are talking about binding up the brokenhearted. If you had an experience with a broken heart and you got on the other side of that and you'd be willing to share how you journeyed through that, you can send me a text to 877-933-2484. Again, 877-933-2484. We'll be right back. Dr. Marcus Bachman is my guest. You can go to counselingcare.us to learn more about his amazing practice. And when we talk about the brokenheartedness, maybe we can add this into the mix, Marcus. How do we understand that in our fallen world, we are often disappointed by people and we also disappoint ourselves? Mm. Well... It's absolutely essential that we understand that people will disappoint us. It is, um, it's a given. Life 101, isn't it? It is life 101. But yeah. you know, it's, it still bites us. It still surprises us, especially when we, we have given trust, we've given our vulnerability. And, and again, I say that over and over, um, our vulnerability needs to be out there. It needs to be safeguarded, but it, it, it will still, we will find disappointment. We're, we find disappointment in Christian leaders, as we all have seen in the news in this last year. We'll find out someone who, um, and, and that, that, you know, that can really cause people to stumble. Um, if a Christian leader uh, fails, then, then 
I have an opportunity. I give myself, it's amazing our excuses, our defensiveness of why we can fail. Um, but uh, we will have disappointments and we will disappoint without knowing it, without even mm-hmm. uh, attempting it. It will certainly not be our motivation, but um, I, we see that in, on a regular basis in, in marriages where, um, and that's why that's why I, 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 I love the understanding that for marriage in a relationship that is so important, um, it's not that we are to um, find happiness in each other. It's the fact that we are honoring God and uh, attempting to um, turn over our relationship to him for his glory. It's not for our satisfaction. And that gets us away from disappointment in each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but it's, but it's a reality. And so how, how, do, how do we move past our disappointment? I think we have to be honest. We have to understand. I, I, was, I was disappointed. And when we tell the person, we don't need to tell, it, tell them in a shaming way. Uh, we can simply say, um, you know, I, I was hurt and um, I forgive and I, I, I want us to talk about um, why did that happen. And in a healthy relationship, people will talk mm-hmm. and they'll, they'll get over it um, and not get stuck. Marcus, is part of what counseling helps do, I mean, because in life you learn things. And does counseling help us to unlearn some things? It's very important that if we have the wrong message given mm-hmm. to us, um, again, intentionally or not, uh, we need to unlearn uh, that message. Yeah. Uh, and and I just think self-talk is huge. We wake up with self-talk. <laughs> we go to lunch with self-talk. <laughs> we go to yeah. fitness center with self-talk. Yeah. It's there. It's, it's our. It's there. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. It's a good thing that uh, God's de- designed us that way. But we have responsibility of what 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 we um, meditate, what we ponder on, and if we ponder on the wrong things, uh, the one thing that that counseling will do um, will uncover. And and there's there's a there is a vulnerability in coming to counseling. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I I, I I do not do very well with uh, uh, a person who's forced to come to counseling. Sure. I, I just uh, there, there's there's not much there I can work with. Mm-hmm. But for that person that wants to understand um, why am I feeling this way? How did I get here? I truly want to get help. Uh, I think. Uh, Counseling can do a, a tremendous change in their life. Yeah, it can help you to learn some things in a new way. I mean, I always think of people that go get a golf lesson. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, they have a pretty nice swing. They maybe hit their drive 200 yards. And then the golf instructor sort of deconstructs their swing and changes it. Yeah. And you're going, well, I'm, I'm doing nothing that's comfortable right now. Yeah. You know, my <laughs> swing has been kind of comfortable. That's and right. then six months later, or a year later, your swing is different and you're hitting at 300 yards. <laughs> and and, and uh, we typically leave, um, I'll just tell you the, one of the secrets for a counselor, um, we have to write down uh, four areas in the counseling session. And the fourth area is the so what area. So what, what are you going to do? And what are your instructions? Oh, oh interesting. And, and, and so you need to give homework mm-hmm. uh, because if we just talked... And we are moving toward how to change, whether it's our self-talk or often our behavior. Uh, you know, it's it's important that you go out every week on Friday night and date. It's important that you spend 20 minutes 
you can carve 20 minutes out of your life and have some talk time. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you really do want to change some goals uh, that you're looking to uh, become stronger physically, then what happens to your fitness goals? There has to be an instructional piece in order for this to make change in your yeah. life. Yeah, great comment. Here's another one that's just come in, Marcus. Thank you for this discussion. Ephesians 1 through uh chapters one through three has help has been helpful with helping me realize my identity when abused we lose our sense of value it has helped me to tell myself god loves me no matter what when you feel shame it's difficult to reach out when you've been deeply wounded but asking for prayer or going to scripture is healing reminding myself i am a child of god Mm. thank you so much for this interview oh i love it this is good stuff. You got great, great listeners. I'm I just do. telling no, no, you, I'm absolutely these, these, I are, do. these are, you know, uh, these people are, are are bringing forth God's principles, and uh, it's absolutely true. So let's let's keep this moving here in ways of incorporating God's word in our life. There is, we've heard it a thousand times that that scripture memorization. That pondering God's word in our heart moves it to our mind, allows us to have a sense of who we are and who we belong to. And if we know that we belong to a father that unconditionally loves us, that has a purpose and a plan for us, and I'm starting to preach. And I I, I just am so excited about um, listeners that have incorporated God's word, believe God's word, and have told the enemy, get out of here. You have no place in my life. And we have to be reminded, as, as, as I believe that we come closer and closer to Jesus's return, whether that's in two months, two years, or 200 years, I think it's much sooner than that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I just think the enemy is loosened and wants to do his work of killing and destroy. So you know what? There's no surprise here. There's mm-hmm. no surprise. Why are marriages, uh, you know, destroyed? Why are relationships confused? Why are people uh, um, confused about their their sexual identity? There is so much havoc that the enemy is out and and loosened in, during these times, and we have to be on guard. We have to be spiritually on guard mm-hmm. and having the protection over us. Marcus, that's beautiful, by the way. Let's go back to self-talk just briefly. And so let's say you have a hard time finding grace for yourself. So you're, you're, you're hard on yourself. And you've heard this before. You're, if you treated your friends mm-hmm. the way you treat yourself, you wouldn't have any, of, any friends. That's right. I heard somebody say this once, a person I know I kind of know I heard that once from someone that maybe I heard. About. <laughs> okay, Bill. Uh, so let's be reminded, first of all, if, if we have a hard time with our self-talking grace, uh, we need to be pretty careful of who we surround ourselves with. Mm-hmm. We also need to be careful about the church that we go that is, is, is have a good balance of truth and grace. We need to understand that there are great books, um, Bible first, but great books up out there that will will comfort us, that will help heal us from um, shame or 
a disgrace toward ourself. And uh, the practice of, of doing some self-care along the way and making sure that others are edifying and holding us accountable. What, 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 you know, how are you doing with that, that whole area of, of um, you know, being rigid or being judgmental about yourself or being shameful or whatever it is that doesn't allow grace. And I will, I'll have to add, uh, you know, let's dig around. I, I love to dig around, as you can tell. And I like to figure out why is it that someone's holding off on not receiving God's grace? There's probably uh, a hook. There's probably something there. Maybe it didn't happen at seven years old, but somewhere along the line. Mm-hmm. I want to figure that out with you. Yeah, cool. So let's say there's a brokenhearted listener, maybe someone who's a little stuck, and they are not right now moved to take a, that first tentative step of action. Uh, can they can they go to counselingcare.us and get in touch with you? Yeah, absolutely. I'd be actually glad to talk with them. Um, just ask um, to uh, speak with me, and I'd be I'd be I'd be honored to talk yeah. with them. But we do have intake counselors that uh, understand the thirty different counselors that we have, the two different locations, and they're they're suited to understand. Yeah. hear hear the story and and fit you in with with the counselor. But in all honesty, I'd I'd be glad to. Yeah. Talk with them on the phone. Well, this is a tough subject, Marcus, and you've handled it with great grace and uh, gentleness. So thank you. Some of the uh, listeners that wrote in showed some deep vulnerability, and the last person said, yay, preach, please. <laughs> so you were doing well, great. Well, Bill, they're, they're calling in. Uh, I'm just not because I'm a guest here today, but Bill, because you've created a safe place for oh, people thanks. to know that they can, uh, with confidence... Um, share their vulnerabilities. So thanks for Bill for doing that. Are you affirming me? I am just telling you the truth. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. That's been uh, wonderful seeing you, my friend, and being here. Thank you so much. Dr. Marcus Bachman, again, has been my guest. Counselingcare.us. Counselingcare.us. That wraps up our show for the day. Thanks to everybody. Uh, Rob Bluey, who came on early, and Crystal Ribble talked about waiting on the Lord, and then this time with Dr. Marcus Bachman. If you missed any of the show, please go to MyFaithRadio.com. The afternoon page is available. You can hit the podcast and send it to a friend or listen to it if you missed any. Have a great night, everyone. I'm looking forward to our time tomorrow. I can hardly wait. As you lay your head on that pillow, know that God is working out His great plan in your life. And boy, does He love you. Oh, He loves you. I do too. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Programming like this is made available through your support. Information available at MyFaithRadio.com.